sisters, join the resistance. Come on, let's start by talking tactics. Have a pass and match us. Here's how we practice. The last order conversation. David Jason. Everybody, welcome to the Pop Culture Continuum. This is John Elliott. And this is Patrick Riccardi. And this week we're doing, well, take it away, Pat. Uh, basically songs in honor of my brother who died. We did an episode before this a, a couple days after he died, and I kind of ignored the situation because I didn't feel like talking about it because it's so devastating and awful, and I don't even think he liked Roseanne. I can't imagine he, he liked Roseanne. So. <laughs> yeah, there's and I know no for way to bring fact, him into it. If he were alive, he would not have liked a new Roseanne because really, who does? But anyway, I picked out a, a bunch of songs that I either got from him or I gave to him or in some way makes me think of him and we're going to talk about them. And John, of course, is going to shit over my brother who just died, but I guess he'll live with himself somehow. Oh. Or maybe he'll just shit over the songs that he doesn't like and that's fine. Uh, yeah, I'll live with myself quite easily. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, you already live with yourself and I never understood how. So. Speaking, <laughs> I mean, I know your brother died, but let me tell you about my week. <laughs> just kidding, man. Nothing happened. Um, <laughs> I went out with my niece a few weeks ago, and she she brought up a my dad died joke, which she and I both enjoy immensely. And one of her friends started crying. Her friend started crying. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, you kind of feel bad, but not that much. Come on, dude. Uh, yeah, chill. It's like uh, you know, Richard Pryor can say certain words. You don't need to feel bad about it. If he's the one doing it. Yeah. I, I have never listened to a Richard Pryor routine. Really? Oh, man. Are they as good as I imagine them to be? They're good. I don't know how... I don't know if they hold up, but... Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I saw the Live on the Sunset Strip movie, and I thought it was fucking brilliant. But that was also back way back in the day. Um, yeah, should we should do a Richard Pryor thing sometime. We'll do Richard Pryor versus Eddie Murphy. See which one holds up worse. Oh, God. I can already tell you. Oh, well, if you can already tell me, Richard Pryor versus Bill Cosby. See which one holds up worse. Oh, Jesus. I never loved that Bill Cosby special. That. Oh, I did. When I was a kid, Bill Cosby himself? Yeah. That was it was like, I think it was kind of a family a family kind of sitcom, not sitcom, a stand-up routine. And I was like 11, 10 or 11, and it was it was targeted pretty well. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what it—that's what it was for. That wasn't what I was looking for. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. The whole like dentist voice and stuff. Yeah, I didn't. I, like, yeah. I don't remember that bit. I remember the bit I remember is the chocolate cake bit, which still, aside from his rapist tendencies, is still a funny bit where the kids come down and they're going to have chocolate cake for breakfast, and he and he figures there's egg and there's milks in there. It must be healthy. Jeez, oh, I don't see. I don't even remember that. Well, maybe that's that's from a. Oh, I think it's from Bill Cosby himself. Yeah, I don't but know anyway, if there were any other. Yeah, I don't yeah, really want to say too much positive about the guy after this week where all the accusers came out and the, his defense attorneys did their best to assassinate their character. Discredit him. Yeah. yeah, it's gross. I mean, that's their job, I guess. But It is their job, and I understand that, but it still sucks. Anyway, I think I think the point is that, that I read uh, Diana Moskovitz, which is she she's a pretty good writer on this topic where she's like, you know, the problem isn't that the defense attorneys do this because it works. The problem is that juries buy it and we're oh, waiting yeah. for juries don't buy it. 
But anyway, back to better top, well, more depressing topics, but less awful topics and more like it's fun to remember my brother, even though it sucks that I have to remember him and can't talk to him. So uh, uh, we'll start with the first. Do you, you just want to get, jump right into it? Sure. Why not? So the first song I chose is called The Logical Song by Supertramp. And I had a there's the first couple songs are are not really about me remembering the music so much as me remembering being we shared a room in the basement that had no windows and it was a fun it was fun sounds really and, Dickensian <laughs> and he had his his turntable and everything and he had a buttload of record albums with, with the turntable and I used to go through them and look at them and I was not especially interested in music aside from like you know little kid stuff but and. I think Logical Song probably came out in the early 80s or maybe late 70s. I don't 79, remember. 79, yeah. 79. So this would be when I was six or seven when I was looking at this. And the great thing about this album, uh, Breakfast in America, is the, the the cover art. It has the diner the diner waitress. And I think the inside has like the, maybe the band covered in food or something something like that that was like something I really like looking at as a kid. I don't remember listening to it that much at all. And that's – I think I looked at the stuff that I remembered – from the time and there's like there's a bunch of cheap trick albums he had that I was going to talk about but I definitely don't remember remember them because I was looking at the cover art for those albums and I know he had them because I I remember cheap trick from the time because I remember being obsessed with the the one goofy looking guy and thinking he was really funny but I didn't remember the cover art as much as this album plus the song is is sweet and I I don't remember specifically him doing this but this is the kind of song he would listen to like in the car and start doing his like this song didn't have a lot of guitar in it, but I had a lot of like kind of earnest singing like during the chorus, and he would just kind of like lip sync to it, and he would he always had like a lot of passion and fun doing that kind of thing, and this is the kind of song he would have done this to, so that's well, why I picked the song. I wish, damn, I wish you would have picked some Cheap Trick. That would have been awesome. I know, I I almost picked Cheap Trick because I like Cheap Trick better, but I'm like, this is not about me. It's yeah, about me. Well, I, I do, and I really don't remember listening to Cheap Trick back then, but I do remember him. Yeah, I remember this song better, but I know Cheap Trick is better by oh, a yeah. little bit. I will say you're right about the cover. Like the cover is the best thing about this album. But I, yeah, this is not you know this is not my thing. Um, I listen. I re-listened to this song. I don't like the rest of the album that much, but I really like this song. This specific the logical song. It's it's fun. And it's kind of depressing, but in in a fun way. To me, it was like uh, it was like prog rock, but f- like for the radio. I don't know. Okay. It, it just sounds like a little corporate to me. It's it's not, you know, I remember when it was on the radio um, when I was a kid and just thinking, this is the kind of song where I was, I'm like, oh, I'm glad I was born when I was because I, this, you know, this was not my era. So anyway. So George was a huge prog rock because Yes is prog rock, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was a huge Yes fan. And I guess this is kind of like he got this because he liked Yes. Yeah, but it's like, like, I think Yes like. If he had to choose between the two, he would have chosen yes. But I didn't choose yes because I think it would have ripped me too, up too much to listen to yes because yes was like – that was – at that time, I, I mean, you know, he's, he's moved on and I'm sure he'd still like to listen to it. But uh, yeah, yes was his his deal. I almost picked a Dead Milkman song because I got this <laughs> – do you remember the song? I don't remember. It's like Anderson Butte. I forget. But there, he's making fun of yes. And I almost picked that. But I I don't know how much he liked that song. But yeah, he loved he, – he truly loved yes. But not Rush, huh? So, I don't know. He might have loved Rush. Yeah. I don't. I just don't remember Rush as well as I remember him 
loving. Yes, I know that his 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 college best friend had has a story, has a really funny story about that one of their roommates from freshman year was was kind of a screw up, and they made fun of him all the time. But the thing that they really remember about him was he had a wall sized Rush poster that had the one of the people from Rush with no shirt on. So uh, I guess the <laughs> the friend had the had that roommate. And he would wake up every morning and see that, and he'd be like, "What is wrong with my life?" <laughs> But yeah, I, I think Rush was probably in in his like I don't remember seeing the Rush albums, I, but Yes was his favorite band yeah, for I, it's, many you know, many years. For Prague people, a lot of them there was like you were either a Yes person or a Rush person. Mm-hmm. Um, although there, you know, there were people who liked them both. But but yeah, I have not listened to Yes since he died. I haven't not that I listened to it a lot beforehand, but it would it was always when I'd listen to Yes, it'd be like, oh George. So right now it's not something I really want to bring up. Yeah, I'll wait a little while. Well, let's listen to Not Yes. uh, Super Tramp. Let's Super Tramp with Logical Song. When I was young, it seemed that life was so wonderful. A miracle. Oh, it was beautiful, magical. And all the birds in the trees, they'd be singing so happily. Oh, joyfully. So uh, yet again, it's another kind of impersonal choice. I mean, logical song. I know George liked because he had the album, but it's we don't. I didn't have a personal connection about that specific song with them. So this is what same thing here. I know he liked Led Zeppelin back at the time, and I know he had a lot of Led Zeppelin albums. And I liked Immigrants. I liked Led Zeppelin Three, which I think this is from because it had the. I might have this wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. But this had the uh, the album where you could like there was an inside wheel. And you could turn it around. It was kind of like a children's book where the pictures changed in the front of the album cover. So I really remember this album very well. And I've gone on record recently where I like this song because it's so good for uh, movie trailers. But I don't really have a lot other than that. about. I mean, I know George loved Led Zeppelin, but this is uh, definitely Led Zeppelin is not something he listened to lately. So anyway, well, uh, what are your thoughts on Immigrant Song? Well, you know, I was before I go into that, I was going to ask you, uh, what, what year was he born? Uh. Uh, 60 so uh sorry i'm uh having trouble with my math right now he was he was 52 this eight minus 1974 <laughs> uh so that's 66 oh okay yeah so yeah right in the wheelhouse for this stuff yeah he's just a little uh, four years older than i am but yeah that's right. that's exactly what i was saying when i was 
Well, this, this, my thoughts on this song, this is not my favorite Led Zeppelin. In fact, like, I, I have a hard time listening to this without laughing because <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Like, the, the banshee scream at. <laughs> That's what I love about it. That's what's so great about it. It's just it's over the top. I I know that there's some Led Zeppelin stuff that's more bluesy, and I don't like that. I don't like that either. I I like their. I mean, they do have some pop stuff too, or, or more mm-hmm. on, at, towards the pop side that I really like. Um, yeah, but I don't know this one. You know, with the Norse pagan stuff, like <laughs> it's just. I mean, hard rock is already a pretty dumb genre, but then you start doing the Thor stuff, you make it even dumber, and then from there, you know, it's not far till you're singing about hobbits yeah well um, the thing is like when i hear this song i think like it's tongue-in-cheek but i don't think it was tongue-in-cheek i don't think it was i mean it works as a tongue-in-cheek song yeah, yeah uh, i think they're having fun and i guess they were having fun but maybe they were also serious but i, I don't know t- yeah i took it seriously but I, too but i have fun with it because the fancy scream is so fun and i think it's so perfect for movie trailers so <laughs> that's why i i like like especially thor yep yeah all right well let's let's play it uh if you know I don't know. If you don't know anything about music or you've lived on the moon your whole life, you might not know this one. But otherwise, here is Immigrant Song by Led Zeppelin. Now coming up, some songs I, don't, I will not make fun of. <laughs> I don't believe I've ever listened to an entire Led Zeppelin album. There is other stuff from that 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 time period, maybe a little bit later, that I actually liked and I used to listen to. It. I didn't pick because I haven't listened to it in such a long time. It doesn't. I don't connect to to George with it as much. But it was like Howard Jones. Do you remember Howard Jones? Yeah, I think of course, he, man. So he had those albums. I used to love listening to those as well. But it's just like he liked them, but he didn't have a passion for them like he did for Led Zeppelin. And yeah. yes. But well, anyway, I mean, yes. That makes okay. sense based on when he was growing up. Right. Yeah. yeah. But um, uh, the next song is uh, Superman by R.E.M. And this is definitely a personal. It came out in like 86, maybe something yep, like that. I was like 12 or 13. And I was still full on into comic books and not, not so much comic books, but comic book characters. And, uh, and George told me that there was another because there's a song earlier, like when I was younger, that was 
that was superhero related. I don't really remember what it was, but you know, there's probably a ton of them, but that I love that. And then this one came out and I'm like another superhero song. This is awesome. And then it had that additional layer of being an REM song. And it was probably two years later where I got full into REM because of George. And, but this was like the, this was the, uh, this was your intro. Cause it was called yeah, Superman, even though exactly. not really about nothing about Superman. Yeah. No. <laughs> I know you love that guy. Well, I forget how it goes, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, not, but it is an awesome song. It is a fun song. I can I listen to it now in a totally different perspective, and I always think of George because that's where I got it from, and it's it's still a great song. Yeah, no, this song's awesome. I mean, well, we did a whole series on REM. I I haven't. I think we covered it, but yeah, I've. Yeah, well, we did a series on uh, music from high school, and this was on an album that I talked about. These people are nuts. The IRS compilation. This was on that album. Oh, and. Yeah, on that episode, uh, the only album that Steve Marcus and I both picked was the, the album that this is on, uh, Life's Rich Pageant by R.E.M. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we so, all got it. And that was that was an episode, like, of, of, of in addition to the family tragedy I went through, we had a podcast tragedy because one of our listeners died because George did listen to the podcast and he loved that episode because I talked about him almost constantly because almost <laughs> every CD I picked was something I got either – given to me by him or stolen by he, me from him and yeah so oh he did listen that's nice yeah yeah he liked it do you, i mean if there's any you know there's never really any kind of good side to these things when they happen but if there's any like just ray of hope to it at least now you can say i wish my brother george was here <laughs> or did you say that already i said it already oh, okay damn all right, let's listen. Yeah, let's listen, listen to Superman, a truly great song by a truly great band. Um, so wait, before we do, actually, was this your this was your like intro to REM then, basically, right? Basically, yeah. This was like a, a short. First was this, and then when I got more into, I got totally into it when I was in high school, and Out of Time came out. But then I'd go back and look at his stuff, and he had Dead Letter Office. So I went from Out of Time to Dead Letter Office, and then to everything else. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Dead Letter Office, a B-Sides compilation. Yes, yes, that he happened <laughs> to own. And and to start with, uh, like, a, not really, a, Superman's not really a hit. It's just something for whatever reason I liked. And then I got the These People Are Nuts. So I had already liked it because of Superman. And then a few years later when I stole These People Are Nuts from him, I got to listen to it more. Wait, you stole it from him? Well, you know. You just bar. take his records? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, here is Superman. Superman, and I know what's happening. I am, I am, I am Superman. 
Okay, next up. Uh, another CD I stole from George is Spike by Elvis Costello. I, we've talked about this album a lot on our podcast, more than most, because it came up during the the episode about uh, stuff from high school and also came up about uh, came up during the episode we did with Jessica about Elvis Costello and how I was obsessed with it and I changed Veronica to different lyrics for a crush I had. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, and this is a really sweet song, and I, uh, but it's also... You know, it's it's <laughs> when you take the lines out of context, I think of my brother stuff like I wish you knew you I wish you knew me when I was alive. I was a funny fellow. It makes me think of something George would say to you or anybody who didn't know. him. <laughs> and it's so it's nice. And it's uh, it's a beautiful song. Elvis Costello is awesome. And it, it definitely makes me think of George when I hear it, because obviously I got the CD from him. And also they're talking about dead people. And yeah, it's a very sweet song. Yeah. Anyway. Well, go ahead. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I remember this the cassette of this in my car like after I had graduated the, the next year playing it a lot. Um, I had the picture of Elvis Costello coming through the plaid. Yeah, coming through the plaid with half white, half black face. Yeah. <laughs> is, is that what made you uh, steal it from the cover or did you know Elvis Costello by that point? I knew maybe Elvis Costello by the hits and I wanted to hear what else was going on with him. Also, it was something he liked like my brother liked and i was like oh if he likes it i'll like it yeah this is like this was early too when this came out right this was like this was 89 yeah, the, yeah. So that's when right when i started getting into music like that's when out of time came out and like when i started getting big into listening to things that other people weren't telling well george was telling me but like people in my grade weren't telling me to listen to right so yeah so you're like 15 at this point correct when this yeah. came out um yeah no this and I was the oldest, so I was I was the one like passing it down, passing it down. Yeah, um, so I can't really relate, but it's always cool when if you have somebody like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I would go. I would say that this was Elvis Costello's last great album, actually. Um, after this, he it, it's he gets really spotty, in my opinion. But no, this one's good, and this is a great album. Yeah, yeah. I think it's underrated too. I I think people think. Because, like you say, it's his last great album. People don't think of this as quickly as they think of the stuff that came before because those are more classic. Yeah. But this is really solid, and this is a good song on, on this album. Yeah. I think, you know, up to this point, he made nothing but great albums, really. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But, well, let's listen to God's Comic, uh, which he play- I saw him. We saw him with uh, Steve Naive, his, you know keyboardist piano player um and it was just the two of them like an acoustic show and they played this song i was really happy that they played this one anyway here is god's comic i wish you'd known me when i was alive i was funny bella the crowd would hoot and holler for more I wore a drunk's red nose for applause Oh yes, I was a comical priest With a joke for the flock And a hand up your fleece Drooling the drink and the lipstick And grease paint Down the cardboard front of my Dirty dog collar I'm dead, now I'm dead, now I'm dead, now I'm dead, and 
Okay, and finally, this is a weird one to me, but I'll, I mean, just that you had to be introduced to it is weird, but... Uh, uh, well, not specifically this song, I guess, because this song, like you said, when, when did this come out? 87. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I probably, not that I had to be introduced, but I was introduced to you too by George because he got the first album like back when it was first came out. Oh, right. You, you mentioned that before. Yeah. So I like I had listened to a lot of U2 for years before this, and then he obviously bought this. And U2 was like there was a U2 album in his coffin when he U2 was like up until now. He still listens to U2 stuff. He went, oh, he didn't see them live, but he, this previous tour, but other tours he's gone and like his favorite experiences of his life were going to see U2. So like he was a bigger fan than I was, but he did introduce them to me, and I did listen to them because of him. And this song. I pick specifically because it has another layer to it. It's called "I Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For." And George, George, his wife, his his oldest daughter, my and my mom went to Ireland, and I guess it was '95. Uh, yeah, it was a it was a big trip for. I went for two weeks, and one week I went off on my own, and the other week I met up with those guys and hung out with a bunch of a bunch of family was there. We were staying in a central location, and when I was by myself, I did some stuff. I went all over the place, but included going to Dublin. And tracking down the like the the studio, studio. that you two, yeah. and um, obviously at the time there was no Google Maps or anything, so you kind of had to figure out yourself with a, either a map you wrote before you left or something in, that you had. And and I had a lot of trouble finding it, but I was as I was walking around and looking for it, I was listening to a mixtape that he had made for me, and the mixtape included. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. So as I'm looking for it, and this song came on, I thought this was so appropriate. And as I'm looking for it, and the streets have no name comes on. I'm thinking this is so appropriate because these streets have no names on them. <laughs> and I finally found it. And, you know, I just there's nothing to do. I mean, I guess I could have graffitied, but I didn't bring a pen or anything. It was just like it's just a, it's just a building. But it was still yeah. it, was, it was a fun pilgrimage to go there. And then like two days later, I saw him like I after I had after being my, my own at a young age for the first time in a foreign country. It was a profound experience to go back and like see him and telling him about, about the, like listening to the music and finding it. And he was, you know. It was like something that uh, we were able to share at the time that was pretty awesome. Yeah, no, that well, I the reason I well, first of all, I think it's weird that you think uh, you do graffiti with a pen, but <laughs> I I just thought it was weird that he, so he probably yeah, it's weird that he introduced you to this song. I'm saying only because this was like a number one hit. Oh in yeah, America. yeah, was, yeah. But you you I'm knew just, of them and you knew I'm yeah. Just, at this point, I knew of them, and I'm sure the song was all, the song was all over the place before he had the album. But like his yeah. passion for it made me want to listen to it more. Well, it's not like the mixtape he made was the first time I heard the song, but his passion for it gave it an extra layer. I think what you should do to honor him is take uh, his niece to go see you too. <laughs> they come to, you know what? You would like it. It's a good. They always put on a good show. Yeah, that's anyway. I'm putting that I would out be, there. I wouldn't be surprised if that's they, those guys are already planning to go, so maybe I'll go along with them. <laughs> anyway, here's another one. Uh, 
everybody you, you don't have it you don't have anything to say about this it's just too oh no cool. i loved this album when it came out i mean this was i saw them on this tour and uh yeah no this we we did a whole episode on this yep. album as well yeah yep. <laughs> no I, that, I don't have anything to say i have not i loved this so um here is i still haven't found what i'm looking for by youtube We'll take a break and we'll come back with uh, the songs that you introduce him to. Based yeah. mostly, one, there's one that's the kind of a mixture of the two, but yeah. Okay, cool. Um, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. We had a comrade, a brave comrade. He could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero Tried talking about Shamiro To computers wearing earphones He almost died for conversation Hallucinations, good vibrations Van Dyke Park's Greyhound Racing Steeplechasing, the Reformation Transubstantiation, Bram Stoker's creation The land of the Thracians and all right, we're back with mostly songs Pat introduces brother George to. In one way or another, yeah. Yeah. So the, the first song is another R.E.M. song. Uh, I don't actually know that I introduced this to him. I think maybe, I know I bought the album before he did, but he probably heard, because What's the Frequency Kenneth was probably a, a song that was played on the radio, so he probably heard it. Yeah, it was but a single. Him, but I let him borrow the CD for sure. And almost and beyond that, we talked about this song a lot because I didn't know the story behind it. So he loved telling me the, the, the Dan Rather. Dan Ra- yeah. The whole, I don't even know when it happened, but he knew about it and I didn't. And this was something we talked about a lot because it's such a fascinating, weird story. And that's why R.E.M. did a song about it. Yeah. It's weird. And it's a great song. I, it, I mean, I, I, we talked, this album is, this is another, this is like, it reminds me of Spike because it comes right, I think this is their last good album, isn't it? Well, depending on who you talk to. Well, I think, I think, uh, New Adventures in Hi-Fi was their last good. Okay. Which came but I mean, right after this, but yeah. 
it's late career, so people underrate it, and I think it's better than you than you think when when you listen to it. So it's a very good album. Yeah, if you go to the go to a used record store, you'll see Monster more copies of Monster in the bin for REM than anything else. What's you, that? Return. What's what? No, a you used record st- oh, store. That's something for from my day. Don't worry about it, youngster. Okay. Yeah, no, this is this is a great song. Um, I remember I got the single before the album came out, uh, back when they did CD singles. Um, I didn't know they did CD singles. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. And it just had, like, live stuff on the B-side. But, um, yeah, we, we've talked about R.E.M. tons, so let's just yeah. play yeah. it. Here's, well, yeah. I have the distinct memory of, because of, I was where I was living and talking to him on the phone about this album and about specifically about this song. And he's just like, where's the freaking C Kenneth? Where's the freaking C? And he had, <laughs> had fun. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Let's, let's play it in honor of George. What's frequency Kenneth? R.E.M. surprise me at all that you introduced him to yep uh piazza new york catcher bell and sebastian i i probably introduced other bell and sebastian songs to him but this one has a special place in my heart because we both love baseball and he loved making fun of mike piazza so this doesn't really make fun of him but it has the because at the time i don't know if it was when the song came out or a couple years before there were there were rumors about mike piazza being gay so there's lines in the song about that yeah 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 and, but anyway, it's just not in a had, mean way. No. Yeah. No, yeah. No. No. Just, uh, well, Mike Piazza's reaction to the rumors was a mean, was mean. That's one of the reasons Mike Piazza's kind of a jerk. But anyway, um, what was I going to say? Uh, I, I think he's better now. I think he apologized for it. But and it, uh, this uh, would George and I had, we shared a love of baseball and talking about it. And that's this song kind of brings together two things that he loved music and baseball. And so it's, it was I, I was glad to share it with him, and I know he liked it. I, I mean, he didn't put it on his top number one playlist because a lot of the stuff I liked, he was just okay with. He thought it was Gap music they play at the Gap, <laughs> which I didn't mind. He liked a lot of stuff I shared with him too, including something we have out coming up. 
And uh, anyway. Yeah. But he did like this one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, this, I mean, Bell and Sebastian, who I'm going to see this year again after Yay. after many, many. I think the last time I saw them was with you, maybe. Really? They're still fun. I saw them, uh, uh, when was it? Sometime last year, and they put on a good show. They yeah. always do. Yeah, the the only do. thing I don't like about them now, well, it's not entirely true, but when they come to Philly lately, it's always been in outdoor venues. And oh, I yeah, like no. They seem to enjoy outdoor venues, and they seem to have a good time, and they put on a good show, but I just like them. In, 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 I'm glad I've seen them indoors. Yeah, we're seeing them indoors this time. So. Yeah, they're they're not playing Philly this tour. They're playing D.C., which I thought about going, but we'll say probably not. Yeah, oh, because it's your money for that U2. <laughs> well, I'm seeing the Eels that same weekend. Um, yeah, anyway, let's, let's play it for people. Piazza, New York, catcher. Here you go. Bill and Sebastian. Help with me, my private, and we'll sail around the world. I will be off at an end, and you, my wayward girl. Many nights of talking in hotel rooms can you take? Many nights of limping round on pagan holidays. Oh, elope with me in private, and we'll set something ablaze. A trail for the devil to erase. San Francisco's calling us, the Giants and Mets will play Piazza New York, catcher, are you straight or are you gay? We're hung about the stadium, we got no place to stay We're hung about the tenderloin and tenderly You tell about the saddest book you ever read It always makes you cry, the statue's crying too and Willie May I love you, I have a drowning grip on your adoring face I love you, my responsibility has found a place Beside you and strong warnings in the guise of gentle words Come wave upon me from the family, why don't that absurd? You'll take care of her, I know it, you will do a better job Maybe, but not what she deserves Okay. Uh, the next song is "New Slang" by The Shins, which is probably one of my favorite songs of all time. That I introduced George to, and he really he liked it. But what he really liked that I introduced him after introducing uh, The Shins to him is "Broken Bells." And, uh, oh yeah. And uh, I mean, "New Slang" is great just because it's. I'm glad I had a chance to share it with him because it really is is one of my favorite songs I've ever heard. The first time I heard it, it made me cry. But "Broken Bells," he really, really loved, and we saw them live together. I think. We didn't see it. I mean, he loved going to see live music, but he and I didn't share music that we would see live in common that much, except for bar bands, which we went to a bunch of times. Like the time, both the times we were in San Francisco together, we saw just went to bars, random bars, and saw bands, and that was a great time. But this was a different experience because it was something I basically shared with him: the Shins turning into Broken Bells. I I don't remember if I told him about Broken Bells or not, but he knew about James Mercer because of the Shins, so that's why. I, picked this song but seeing that show was a lot of fun we went to electric factory which is a, a like a, a old venue in philadelphia that that's not li- owned by live nation so it's its own thing which is a fun place to see a show and we had a great time oh yeah it was also a uh, children's show on pbs in the 70s electric factory yeah you get different pbs shows in the west coast and the east coast i guess yep. kind of like k versus w they, they had live action spider-man um yeah let's do it uh, another well 
you can't really say everybody knows this, I guess, but uh, but it it was. I don't know. Heavily was it played. a hit? It was. Oh, it wasn't a hit. It was. It was kind of just kind of an indie. indie yeah, favorite. but it was and used it was, in movies and right. TV and stuff. So I think once it was used in Garden State, everybody heard it. Yeah. Everybody's favorite movie. Yeah, we That's, all love they, it. They had. Oh, I did like the movie. It had some good jokes, but then he got worse, and then he had that uh, the Kickstarter for a sequel to it, and no one understood how why he should be having a Kickstarter. No. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> and have you seen his show? Zach nope. Braff's show. I have not. Have you? Yeah. Mm, I no. thought you had because I, I watched it on Hulu and it said watch again. So, yeah. Oh, maybe it, maybe it was. Oh, you know, maybe else. it was. Um, the other show uh, that came out. Did you? Maybe this was the one I'm thinking of. The one with uh, Pam. Pam. From the the, yes, I did watch that. Yeah. Yeah. They're both about the same. Okay. Yeah, I only watched the first episode of that one. Yeah, I, I think that's about all I'm going to watch of both of those shows. <laughs> I think the Zach Braff one might be a little bit worse, but there's they're not the the Pam from the Office one is not as I don't know there's something offensive, <laughs> not offensive. Just you know how shows you think they could be better, they have good cast and yeah. it's offensive but not good. That's what I feel like with the Zach Braff show. The the Pam from the Office show is is good enough. It just isn't that great. But the uh, that has the guy from The Sopranos, and it has the uh, I forget her name, but the kind of the the foil from this season's Good Place, the woman who is. Like holding oh, yeah, it over, yeah. she plays his wife, and she's awesome, but she doesn't have a lot to work with. Eh. And they they make the kids too precocious so far, but maybe uh, that'll... that's the sitcom trap yep. that most people fall into with kids. Yeah. Um, well, you know what? Fuck it. This is better than those TV shows. New yep. slang by the Shins. No, I was going to say, to me, this seems like, I didn't even know him, but just knowing what little I do about him, this seems like this song would be right up his alley. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Well, the circumstances I introduced him to it were, uh, he wanted some songs from when my dad died. He wanted some songs for the, like, he made together a a picture, like a slideshow that people would look at, and he wanted songs to play during it. And then I thought this was real. As, it's a very beautiful song when you're thinking of someone who's not around anymore. So I gave it to him, and he put it in there. And he's later, he's like, maybe I don't know when it was. He's like, you know, 
I was trying to make it so people were happy, not cry. <laughs> and this this doesn't really do that. But he, I, I mean, I don't know. He didn't say if he liked it or not, but I assume he did because it's a, it's a beautiful song. But and, he put it in. Shoot. Yep. He he put it in, and I think of my dad. I used to think of my dad when I hear it, and now I think of both of them, and they had beautiful faces in there. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember so anyway, look, any of the other songs that were on that uh, his playlist for the slideshow? No, it was just it was more happy stuff. Like, okay. It was, I think there was some like, uh, like stuff when, when he was a kid that my dad would like, it was, it was stuff like that. Okay. And then, yeah. But I don't remember, remember what he put together. It was like, he would, he went to everybody in the family and asked them what they would like on to have on it. And he put it on there. He probably had some 27 minute. Yes. Song. <laughs> yeah. I don't, well, you know, he probably had a stick song because my sister and brother were both into sticks back Ugh. at that time. <laughs> and they went to a concert and I think back at the, t- well, even now when kids go to concerts and it's in the city and they don't have a way to get there, their parents will drop them off. But my dad didn't drop them off. He went to the concert. Oh man, them. your dad suffered for his children. I don't remember if he liked it very much, but I just remember it was like, I, he was, he talked about like people smoking pot around him and stuff. It was not his scene. <laughs> my dad, but <laughs> my dad and my friend, Tony, his dad, they, both went with us to our, our first couple concerts. Uh, you know, same thing where they went to the concert as well. Um, uh-huh. And it was Judas Priest and Iron Maiden. So they, <laughs> I know they were quite amused. They were just laughing at it, basically. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a I mean, that there was probably a stick song on that because I, my sister and my brother had pleasant memories of, of doing that with my dad. Well, so. you know what the flaming lips are? They're like sticks if sticks was good. Kind of. <laughs> they're kind of assholes though oh yeah well the main main coin is yeah 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 but Uh, they they are very good i most of the time i like their music yeah same here um and especially i like this song um do you realize Mm -hmm. with with two question marks uh, (laughs) flaming lips here you go Last song, another cheat, because obviously he knew about Beck already, but he hadn't gotten this album, and I shared it with him, and he loved it. Uh, uh, what's it? Morning Face. 
Yeah. Right. That's the name Facebook. of the album. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, I shared that album with him. I shared this album with him and he hadn't heard Sea Change, I think. And I, I said, it's called Sea Change, right? The yep. other kind of, I think of those as, as very similar Beck albums that. Cause they're kind of depressing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he liked, he was a big fan of Beck as most people are. And, uh, but this song is especially sad at this time when, again, when I take the, the, this, the words out of context and the chorus throughout the song is don't leave me on my own. It's yeah. A, it's, it's a beautiful song too. Yeah, and, no, it yeah. is. Um, it's something that when I listen to for now, when I will think of George and I know it's out of context, but that's okay. Cause he did like this song. Blue what, moon by Beck. Yeah. You want yeah. Fuck it. Let's just play it. Um, well, I was going to say before we do what, so was he a fan of Beck before this or, do you know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he liked Beck. He, I mean, he was, you know, he, yeah, I, he might have, uh, no, because I, I was into music. But when, when Loser came out, I was into music, so he didn't introduce Beck to, Beck to me back then. But, you know, yeah, he was he was into Beck. He just didn't happen to pick up those albums. Like, Sea Change, Sea Change, a lot of people haven't heard Sea Change, which I'm surprised by, because that's one of my favorite Beck albums, but that kind of that came and went. Well, yeah, because it wasn't the yeah. usual Beck that people wanted, I think. And this wasn't, oh, well, I guess by this point it didn't matter because he, he got a Grammy for this, right? Was this the one he got the Grammy for? Fuck if I know. Well, he got a Grammy for something. Anyway, yeah, he knew about Beck, but he just hadn't heard these two albums. And I, I mean, Morning Phase, I got the day it came out, so it wasn't his fault he hadn't heard Morning Phase. Yeah. All right, well, let's play it. Here is Beck with Blue Moon. through 10 songs and i cried twice i think that's a record yeah i think it is too i mean you know maybe we'll see how much you cry next week well <laughs> you know next week probably won't be quite such a bummer uh unless we do something a really terrible movie or tv show or something well that's true this uh, was this was slap bummer slap it was it's nice to talk about them and it's nice to remember the good stuff and yeah as far as music goes there's a lot of good stuff that we had in common i mean I didn't go to a lot of live shows with him, but the ones we did, we went, we had fun and I shared a lot of music with him and vice versa. 
So in the, and especially in the past couple of years, because we started working at the same place and he had a music server. So it was so easy to share stuff. Yeah. So yeah. Like, oh, you know what was great? And this is, this is you. He, uh, he didn't get to see you two live because he had a, another death that made it. So he couldn't go to that concert. And, um, so, uh, you had given me the live, the one you went to. The, yeah. The, or maybe, yeah. I think it was the one you went to and I shared that with him. And he loved it. So <laughs> that was nice. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah, this was, this was nice. Uh, and I don't know. I don't know what, you know, what the hell am I going to say about it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, this is not, this, I would not call this his playlist, like to remember him, but this was a little bit of our playlist, George and my playlist. Yeah. So. And it's cool to like that songs remind you of people yeah. and times, yeah. you know? And yeah, it's always but like, Movies don't have that, you know what I mean? Um, not as, not nearly as much. Yeah, it's a couple of years ago we had a uh, a road trip we took together to Cooperstown. So it was like I think like what I like to do, and I and he he probably liked liked it too. But what we did was a lot of the trip was spent listening to to playlists that both of us set up. Like we'd switch from one to the other, and a lot of the trip was spent listening to podcasts. Like I forced him to listen to Comedy Bang Bang. And he forced me to listen to uh, Reply All, and both po- podcasts were great. So I think we were both winners on that trip. Wait, what's Reply All? Oh, it's really good. It comes from uh, oh, going back to the Zach Braff show. So Zach, Zach Braff show is about a podcaster and the story about how he started the podcast. And it's star- is based on an actual real-life podcaster who started the company that runs Reply All, like broadcast Reply All. Anyway, it's, they, they solve the mysteries of the internet. So the, list, the episode George and I listened to on the way back from – from Cooperstown was uh, they had found a picture. There was a picture that was cr- like all over Reddit and all over the place of this, this like kind of nerdy, uh, nerdy high school dude sitting with a couple really pretty women, and like there'd be memes about it. And there, they just tried to track down the person, and they were able to do it. And it was fascinating. And that's what that show does. They find stuff on the like. There's another episode where George and I also talked about where. Um, st- uh, do you know those phone calls that mostly come from India where they call and say there's something wrong with your computer? Or oh, call yeah, you were, you were telling me about that before, yeah. Yeah, so they tracked down the person who did that and actually went to India and, and talked to him in person. So it's that kind of show, and that's that's what we listened to, and it, it was fun. Oh. I've ref- the comedy podcast, comedy, comedy, bod- uh, comedy, co- comedy, comedy, bang, 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 podcast we listened to had Paul Tompkins, and I don't think I need to say anything more, so <laughs> uh, we were laughing. Yeah, cool. Um, all right, I guess it's time for us to move on to more mundane recommendations, Asians, 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 Asians. Yeah. All right. You can go first. I know I'm struggling. Um, well, I'll just recommend Bosch, which is on Amazon prime. It's a cop show. Pretty good for Mm -hmm. Amazon prime. And it, the fourth season just came out, uh, this past Friday. It's already up to four seasons. Yeah. I know. It's unbelievable. Um. Yeah, I know. I mean, they are cranking them out, which is nice. Um, and I don't think I've recommended it before, so so yeah, I'll do that. Um, I like, I like it. Titus Welliver. Uh, is the main dude. That's his name. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's. I mean, that's that's the guy who plays Bosch. Yeah. He was. He played a a pretty effective bad guy on The Good Wife, where he was the. Like the good wife's premise is that Chris Knott was a district a district attorney or attorney general 
who got pushed out because of a scandal involving a an affair and uh that actor whose name i already forget even though he said 10 seconds ago played the the replacement attorney general who had a grudge against chris Knopf. titus welliver yeah well he's he's good at playing bad guys he was in lost as well um is is Bosch a bad guy or is he kind of an anti-hero? Oh, he's he's good. I mean, yeah, okay. I, I guess anti-hero more on the hero side though. So, <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, that's my recommendation. What do you got? I'm going. I'm going to recommend something I read this week, and I didn't know anything about what it was about. And I'm probably if I did know what it was about, I wouldn't have read it. But it's very good, very well drawn. It's a, a graphic novel called I Kill Giants. Oh I, yeah, I read it. Yeah, yeah. So you know what I mean, and it's but it's good. I have not seen the movie that they have made based on it, but I Me either. That's so weird. It was like a TV movie, right? Oh, it was. I, I think so. I, I don't know. I don't. It know. came and went so fast. I don't know what it was, but anyway, it's it's worth it's worth seeing. And I'm sorry, it's worth reading. Yeah. No. Totally. Yeah, that's a good recommendation. Uh, oh my god, dogs going crazy outside. Um. Okay. Write to us at. PopCultureContinuum at gmail.com. Uh, rate us highly on iTunes and write a review if you would like. Um, wait, did I say oh, like us on Facebook, right? Yeah? Mm-hmm. And uh, most importantly, tell your friends to listen. And, uh, and, you know, write to us and give us ideas for shows. We'll yep. always do them, no matter how stupid you... they are. If you give us five stars on iTunes and just say these guys are a couple of real mean people, that's fine. Yeah, we don't care. That's fine. We as long as it's what five you write stars. in the review. Yeah, if you give us five stars. No, totally, totally fine. Um, yeah, that'll do it. Maybe next week we'll go back to the wire, or we have some other things we can do too. Yeah, that we have the music for, one too. So. Yeah, uh, but this was fun. So yeah, until next time. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>